T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The stage is ours, said Alex Cora, and look what's happened since the spotlights started shining. As soon as the Bruins lost, the Red Sox started winning. 5-0, and matter of fact, since the Bruins lost to the Blues. Overall, it's a six-game win streak now. To get to six games over 500, not zero, not one, was this the most important win of the year to date on Monday night? I think you can say it's possible. The Sox had come in seven games under 500 against teams with winning records. Minnesota, certainly a team with a winning record. But seven great innings from Porcello, some backup from the bullpen. Let's put on a hot dish. We'll get out some Swedish meatballs and lutefisk, maybe some grain belt beer, too. We'll break it down from Minnesota now. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's where you're going to find out. Well, the Red Sox for the first several weeks this year have been giving out the wrong impression. I was reminded of an Office episode that came on the other day. They're on all the time now. When Jim Halpert first met the Idris Elba character, Charles Minor, who asked, and it was a very good question, he asked Jim, why why are you dressed in a tuxedo? And Jim said, I I didn't think you'd notice. And he laughs kind of nervously. He says, "Uh, it's actually kind of funny. There's another salesman out here, Dwight Schrute. And he sent out this memo, as he always does, and it was about, you know, professionalism in the workplace. And of course, he singled me out. So I just had to mess with him. Uh, It was not a good first impression by Jim Halpert. And kind of the story arc of that season was he he never could write himself. He never could dig himself out of that self-imposed grave. That's kind of where the Red Sox were heading until the last several days. You know, I think they might have it right now. Let's get to it because they had scored 35 runs in their last four games. They had hit 14 home runs. But Monday they had to take a little different tack. And it worked out very, very well against the Twins. And they've got the, the Lynn, Massachusetts native, Derek Falvey, who runs baseball ops. He's done a great job. Brought in C.J. Crone and Nelson Cruz and Marwin Gonzalez and Jonathan Scope. They've got Jorge Polanco having the best season of his career. Same for Eddie Rosario, a guy that Alex Cora knows very well. Picked him to play for Puerto Rico in the World Baseball Classic. Max Kepler's had a breakout season. They've got Buxton. I mean, they're, they're a great team. And the Sox had come in 15-22 and 22 against teams with at least a 500 record. So, at Target Field, right across the street from Target Center, which is super confusing, as is the grid of their perfectly perpendicular streets in that town. I mean, you can be at the corner of 5th Street and 6th Avenue, or 5th Avenue and 6th Street. And that's two completely different corners. And if you can't keep it straight... You're trying to get an Uber or something, trying to tell somebody where to meet you. It's church. I mean, it's a really tough thing. I know it's kind of a first-world problem, but I've, I've had that problem. Anyway, uh, Target Field, where the all-time leading hitter in terms of batting average is, of course, Sandy Leone. Seriously, minimum 20 at-bats, 
14 for 23, three homers, nine runs batted in. A terror. Uh, he did not figure in this one. Neither did the Twins bats. The Minnesota had homered in 20 consecutive home games. Oh, come on, Rick Porcello, you got something? Yeah, he had something. We'll get to that in a second. But what I liked about this game, we, we've talked a little bit about the, the painfully slow starts to games to the Red Sox this year. So what a pleasant surprise to rock out right away. They got three hits in a row off Jose Barrios in the first. They grabbed a quick one nothing lead. J.D. Martinez, the RBI single, plopped in a left. And the Sox this year, in uh, the games that J.D. doesn't start, they're averaging four runs a game. In, in the games that he does start, it's 5.7. Just throwing that out there. Let's throw out a little Rick Porcello now. He got the cutter up and in the lefties all night. As Lou Merloni tweeted during the game, sliders in, elevated fastballs away, just too tempting for those lefties. They couldn't lay off it, and they couldn't catch up to it. Finally, though, there were some rockets that were getting hit around. They just weren't dropping in. It was two on, two out for Minnesota, bottom seven. Porcello's pitch count at 92. Gets Rosario to ground out to second. So it's seven innings in the books, no runs, four hits, eight strikeouts. Very nice job. He ends up going to eight and three all time at Target Field, 2.7 ERA. Now, Barrios pitched very brilliantly, too. He allowed just one run in eight innings, five hits, no walks. He struck out 10. Speaking of that eighth inning, it was in a one nothing game. Porcello was done. And who comes out? Is it, I mean, it's certainly not going to be Mike Timlin. It's not going to be Koji Uhara. Not even Heathcliff Slocum. By God, it's Colton Brewer, a guy who has, of course, struggled quite a bit this year. Single by Scope, walk by Kepler, and then Polanco, a sack bunt. And you're saying, wait a minute, their best hitter, a sack bunt? Thank you, Rocco Baldelli. Second and third, one out. Up comes the very scary Nelly Cruz, a guy that Brewer used to watch at the, the ballpark in Arlington when Colton was a teenager growing up in Texas. And they loved their Nelly Cruz in Texas. The boomstick. He would break out the boomstick is what he told everybody. And now there's a, like an 18-inch hot dog they saw there that's called the boomstick. But anyway, the, the boomstick was not brought out in this at bat. It was a 40-foot roller back to Brewer. He comes home with it to get out number two. Rosario then grounds out to retire the side. So Colton Brewer, tonight was your bar mitzvah, buddy. Now you are a man. Three ground ball outs in one inning. It was a big inning. And that's as many ground ball outs as Porcello had in his seven innings. You go to the ninth, J.D. Martinez a double, and with two outs, Xander Bogarts a double, and there is your insurance run. We've been talking so glowingly about Bogarts, really should be an all-star this year. Same for Devers, who, just a reminder, had no home runs as of May 2nd, but since then he's got 11 of them, including the 458-footer, essentially to the opposite field Sunday in Baltimore. Endeavors made another great racing catch into left field in this game, too. He's becoming very, very good at that. And, uh, and Jackie Bradley is hitting now, as you probably have uh, figured out. But you've got Bradley and Bogart since May 20th. Only Mike Trout has a higher OPS in the American League. That is a very, very good sign. But uh, anyway, to, to that uh, ninth inning, now that it's 2 nothing, bottom of the ninth, you're trying to save Matt Barnes a little bit because he's pitched six times in the last 11 days. So it's Ryan Brazier, back from bereavement list, having a shaky season, was not shaky at all in the ninth. Fly out to left, gets a ground out, up comes Miguel Sano, don't you know, strike out to end it, an 11-pitch inning, a save for Brazier, number seven, and the win streak reaches six. Let's get you some audio now. Rick Porcello talking to the media after the game about his performance. What did you have going for you? You have all your pitches. Yeah, we had a pretty good mix tonight. It was nice to be able to use the curveball the way we wanted to and, uh, 
you know, slider cutter was was working well. So, um, and then we just played the fastball off that. So it was, it was a good mix. You know, breaking pitches showed up, and uh, it was a good result. Sandy did a hell of a job. The lineup um, for the Twins is uh, one of the best in the league. What were your game plan going in against the tough lineup? Yeah, trying to keep them off balance. They're swinging the bats well. Um, they're driving the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, they're not striking out a lot. They're extremely aggressive. So, you know, we try and mix and match and, um, you know, get some quick outs when we can get some quick outs. But most importantly, just keep them off balance. Don't let them uh, handle too many pitches in the middle of the zone. Can you talk about the offense tonight with J.D. leading the way? Yeah, J.D.'s came up big there in the in the first inning and um, honestly the, the, I feel like the biggest hit of the night was Bogey's double you know it was a fastball painted on chalk line away and he had a rocket in the right center gap that was uh, that was extremely impressive and, and in a situation where we really needed it most to give ourselves uh, you know, two run cushion late you feel the team's on the way now with, with a six straight win we're playing good baseball you know we got a lot of baseball to play though um, it's hard to sit here and kind of Figure out where we're at. We gotta, we gotta keep going. I think that there's a lot of things that we can get better at, all the way around, and uh, we need to to continue to, to you know, close the gap in, in the division and, and keep pushing forward. Rick, this, you just mentioned the Twins have been playing really good baseball, best winning percentage in you know the major leagues coming in. Did you guys feel like this was an important series to show something, you know, because you haven't played as well against the better teams? Um, you know, it's hard to hard to say a particular opponent means more than the other because all the wins mean something. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we had a great series in Baltimore. We came up with a three-game sweep, and, and we want to keep that going. And uh, you know, I just feel like if we play the baseball that we know we're capable of playing, it, it, it shouldn't matter the opponent. We should uh, we should be fine against anyone. Very nice job by Porcello, who of course knows that stadium pretty well. We would pass through there with the Tigers, of course, quite often. But Minnesota, the best offense in baseball. We gave you that slugging percentage stat on the podcast yesterday. A 514 slugging percentage. And their best ever player, Harmon Killebrew, the Hall of Famer, the guy with close to 600 home runs, his career slugging percentage was 509. So the entire team this year, better than the killer, better than Harmon Killebrew. And in this game tonight, not a single run. Alex Cora, your thoughts. Go ahead. Did an amazing job. Um... Mixing up his pitch and uh, his pitches and using the fastball in certain spots, uh, you know that's that's the best lineup in baseball. And uh, yeah, he kept them off balance, uh, weak contact. Uh, he was in control. Um, um, gave us what we needed. Uh, we were very uh, limited today in the bullpen, and uh, you know, we needed him to get deep into the game. And he did more than that. He dominated for seven and, and gave us a chance to win the game. Can you talk about the streak? The teams are now six in a row. Just playing good baseball. Uh, we still got to get better. Um, you know, um, just keep keep getting better. That's the most important thing. Um, you know, it's been good for 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 six days now, and uh, well, there's some strides, but uh, we're we're not where we want to be yet. How about the job that Brewer and Brazier did after? Amazing, uh, Brew. Jump uh, shot by scope and. Then the walk, but uh, made some good pitches to Nelson uh, and second and third. We did a good job on the rundown. Nobody panicked. We got the out, and then he made some good pitches in Eddie, and uh, he got rolled over. And then Brazier, um, his fastball, it, it was a good one today. Uh, he threw some change-ups too to Marwin, and um, was able to get us the three outs. 
Oh, that was good. I mean, for everything that he went through, um, you know, he actually took time to to work on his craft. So, uh, that's to show you how professional he is. He understands that he has a job to do, but at the same time, obviously, his family situation is obviously more important. But he took time to stay in shape, stay uh, keep his arm in shape, and uh, today he, he didn't announce any job. JD has a good night. Can talk about his night. Who JD? <laughs> He's been swinging about well. Um, I know we miss him in that uh, Tampa series, but um, sometimes you got to be smart. You know, you got to take them out of uh, the equation, uh, get them rest. You know, and when they're ready to go, they're ready to go. And uh, we were patient enough. I know it didn't look good against Tampa. We lose three out of four without his bat, and and his bat is very important for us. But um, you know, after that, he's won about well against Texas and then Baltimore. And today he put two, two good songs. Alex, you said before the game you didn't want to pitch Rockman. Was there anybody else you were going to stay away from? Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's something. There were there were a lot of guys, a lot of red in my card. So, uh, oh, you saw it. So, um, I think uh, you know, people think it's short. I think it's just limited because those guys they, they got good stuff. You know, matchup wise, Brew makes sense with a lot of those guys, and obviously Brazier was fresh. So we went with him. But uh, you know, sometimes uh, I made the mistake saying short, and it, it's not short. It's just limited. Rick was, I think, at 94 pitches. Were you tempted to try to get another couple outside of him? No, no, no. Uh, well, a little bit, uh, but we went through this one already, so uh, I, I'm a quick learner. So Now we talk about it, and that's a no at bat. That was a tough one. You know? And, and he, he made a lot of pitches, and he took some good pitches and fouled off some others, and then Castro, he got him out. So, um, you know, Dana talked to me a little bit, and I, I asked Rick, and he was very honest, which is great. That's I think the... Yeah, you go back to the Houston game, and then people might see it both ways, you know, like, oh, uh, it was one more pitch or two more hitters and whatever. But I think, you know, we gained trust, and, you know, uh, we trusted each other since last year. And, uh, and and today he was very honest, which is great. Also there, how much does it factor in that you might want a reliever to start a clean inning in the eighth instead of coming in with some Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the hitter-by-hitter, hitter, but obviously knowing that I was limited, you know, you think about it, but... Uh, and at the end, we made a decision as a group, and it worked out. What did you see out of Barrios tonight? Poof. <laughs> uh, he was amazing. He was amazing. Uh, how many strikeouts? Ten? Ten. Yeah, so, I mean, we contribute a lot to his uh, foundation back home in Puerto Rico. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, but his stuff is amazing. This kid, uh, I see him for a while, you know, growing up, and, and see him doing the things that he's doing right now is very impressive. Uh, composure, the, the stuff. Um, you know, um, he he's having a great year, and uh, I know he enjoys uh, competing against us. And uh, you know, he he was he was great. He was great. Just getting back to Rick, you know, because he's he's not getting swing and misses at the same rate that he has in past years. How impressive is it to watch just the execution and the locations that he works? No, he um, he did his own work. He always does. And uh, you, know, you you look at teams that have pitched a lot against these guys, and, and look for tendencies and. Certain things, and you know, like I've been saying all along, with him is is it's different every five days. You know, today it was the four seamer up. Um, you know, other nights is a sinker and the curveball and the changeup and all that. You know, so I just glad that he was on the mound today. Um, we needed him, like I said, not only to go seven, but dominate for seven, and he did. All right, that's the skipper, and it really was a, a big, big win because it just kind of keeps the mojo going here. You look at the games since the end of April, the comparative records of the six teams in this glut of a second wild card race here. 
And, you know, the Red Sox are 29 and 17 in that time. The Rangers are 24 and 20. Angels are 23 and 21. The A's are 22 and 21. Indians 23 and 21. White Sox 23 and 22. That's the competition, if indeed you're not going to catch the Yankees or the Rays. And I still think they can, but just for argument's sake here, if you're looking at all those teams in the glut, the, the team playing best by far since the end of April is the Red Sox. David Price will be on the mound Tuesday looking to shake off that clunker last time out against the aforementioned Rangers. From Minnesota, the former Yankee Michael Pineda, who has not done well this year, he's got a 5.04 ERA to Price's 3.52. So trying to make it seven in a row. And again, kind of coming from out of nowhere, and it helped that indeed the three games right before this one against the Minnesota Twins. They were all against the Baltimore Orioles, but he'll take it. And uh, you're looking forward to David Price steering out of the skid and, and getting this right. Charles Minor, you don't know the real Jim Halpert. Let's see if indeed the Red Sox are who we thought they were all along. Josh Lewin leaving you with that very pleasant thought. Have a wonderful day. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.